Hello, I'm Ken. And I'm Nicole. This is Under the Umbrella. The off-season. We've got The Magicians, season one, episode four today. Yeah. Yes. And I know in the last episode, we promised to work on our consistency with, you know, the podcast. Yeah. Right. We failed. We have <laughs> failed horribly. <laughs> well, but you know, one thing, I got the Discord up. Ooh, that's running. right. Yes, we have the, see it? the team it. Discord. Look, watch this. Just me. Very exciting. Just o- you. Only, only me. Yeah. Unfortunate. I'm not a Discord person. Sorry. No, you're not. That's okay. <laughs> um, but I will leave a link down in the description for you to click on and join if you would like to chat with me. And if you have a question for Nicole, I will relay said question, Nicole, and she will relay an answer to me. Yes. In which case, I will spread it to everybody else. It'll, it'll be like a, a really fun game of telephone. Yes. Where <laughs> but, you know, the points are made up text. and don't matter. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. Episode four. Uh, yes. Oh, we saw today that um, they are going to have an Agatha Harkness show mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. So she's going to get her own show now. So Agatha, her of the awesome theme song. We'll get to have her very own show now. So that'll yeah. be exciting. I'm more excited about that than I am about Hawkeye. So, yeah. Oh, I wasn't excited about Hawkeye no. at all. I am because <laughs> I like, I really like Jeremy Renner. And I like the girl who's playing, um, um, oh God, Kate, I think her name is. Whatever. Is Doesn't it matter. Kate? Kate Bishop, I think is her name. Yeah. Oh. Anyhow, I really like the girl who's playing her. Whose name I cannot think of right now, but she's cute, adorable, and she's a good singer. So Probably like... Margot is her name. No, it's not. Belinda. No, she um she was in she was in Pitch Perfect too. I just can't remember her name. I'll think of it. Is it the singing girl? Yes. Mm, I don't remember her name. Um. Yeah. So anyway, are you ready? Yes. Any more announcements? Uh, we will eventually finish. We will eventually finish um our trivia tournament. We do still have to do the Loki episode. We haven't gotten to it yet. We've been having some scheduling difficulties with our buddy Andrew, who is supposed mm-hmm. to moderate that particular episode. For sure. Yes. So we are. he and his wife have three children, and they are the busiest people that we know. And right. we are also fairly busy as well. Yeah. <laughs> so scheduling is tough, but we'll get there. Right. So there will be an end. You will get to hear my victory. It'll be fantastic. What if it's my victory? It's mine. What if I tie it? <laughs> What then? Uh, then I'm going to run away with Klaus. What if I run away with the, him the first? real Klaus. Gross. <laughs> I didn't think he was your type. Uh, I'm a big fan of Robert Sheehan. I think he could be my type. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> if nothing else, best friends. <laughs> okay. You got that going for you. Yep, I guess. exactly. Anyway, shall we jump in? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so The Magicians Season 1, Episode 4, The World in the Walls. Just gonna say right now, I hate this episode. Why? So if you've seen the episode, then you know that it's one of those like he's, he's like stuck in an alternate reality, stuck in his own brain kind of thing, where he's like in this mental hospital. I hate those kinds of like episodes on TV shows. Why? I hate them. I don't think they serve a purpose, and I think this one is particularly poorly done. Why? Oh, Would you stop me. saying why? Jesus. Why? <laughs> why, why? Why is this one per- poorly done? 
Um, because they they jump into it awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, they maintain it awkwardly, and they wait a really long time to make it clear that he's stuck in this like this spell. Basically, mm. they make it. They wait like a really long time to like give that information, and I just I feel like it's just not well written. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it has more to do with poor editing choices and poor directing choices than anything else. Yeah. I don't think it's so much the episode is poorly written. Um, I think that they they just kind of like skate along the surface of the idea of him being stuck in the spell in his own mind rather than like actually like delving into what that really means and where it comes from and why this is happening. They just kind of like skate along the surface. It doesn't tell you later in this in the episode why they were why he's doing it. It does, but it still doesn't really like give you the infor- like doesn't really delve into it. Mm. Like it's just like I, I feel like and maybe that was the intention, but it feels like they're like, Well, we need to have this happen. We need to have Marina break into break pills. Mm-hmm. So oh hey, thought process. We're gonna get them all distracted by this. That's sure. it. That that's like as much thought as what is put into it, basically is how I felt. Now, again, mm-hmm. I haven't read the book, so it's very possible there's, like, you know, a whole thing in the book about this. But um, we also, you know, just had, like, the previous episode was where we had Alice leaving. Um, we had, right. um, you know, the thing with Charlie, her brother, um, being put in, like, the Niffin box thing. And, stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. this episode, like, it doesn't do anything to address any of that. Right. Like it goes from like Alice like leaving this big dramatic exit in the previous episode and then like she's just not even in this episode. Yeah. At all. And assumedly because she left, but they don't like do anything to like fill in the blank spot there. Sure. Okay. It's yeah, it just goes from her packing up and leaving and Margo saying the whole like you you know, I like competition, which again, Alice is not Margo's competition no matter what she says. <laughs> um to just this weird alternate reality that he's trapped in right i find that annoying anyhow so the synopsis of this episode (laughs) now that we've gone into that that. uh, so sorry guys spoilers if you haven't seen the episode you probably should watch it first (laughs) Um, quentin wakes up in a mental hospital um, and must set his panic aside to seek the help of the one person he least trusts I don't feel that's actually what happened in the episode. Um, Julia is hurt after her fallout with Quentin and commits to learning more powerful spells with the Hedge Witches. Again, I don't think that's what actually happens. But yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, that is not... If I were writing a synopsis, that is not what I would write about this particular episode. Write a synopsis then. What is it? Uh, we'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> so anyhow, um, the episode starts with Clint- Quentin, not Clinton. 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 <laughs> Waking up. Clinton. Um, the colors are like super muted and gray. There's like a I, well, lot of like, yeah, the blue filters it's in like, this. It's like him not having magic. Yes, but I feel like it's more so. You think than, more? Like, yeah, because like in the first episode, we kind of have like a little bit of like that gray, um, like blue filter. And this is like more, like everything is gray. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's, I think it's like... Yeah, and muted, I think. Yeah, and, like, not only do they have, like, the blue filter of everything, but, like, the clothes are gray. Everyone was wearing gray clothing. And, like, the colors are just washed out on purpose, obviously. Yeah, okay. I get it. Um, so he wakes up. Room is totally bare. Like, before, there are posters and things in the room. The room is completely bare. There's some random dude in the other bed. Mm-hmm. Super creepy. Um, <laughs> with a with a pink 
bunny. He's got a pink bunny. Yep. Yeah. Um, Which quick. is interesting because when we first, the first episode, a woman walks by and she's in pink. Oh, I missed that. Oh no, we talked about that. Yeah. Of your like matrixy moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I feel um, like this is another matrixy moment. Yes. <laughs> um, Quentin opens the dresser and there's like nothing in it except for in one drawer there's a couple of pencils and like a little dish full of quarters. quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously he does like all the sleight of hand with the quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward into this episode when they wouldn't have tape because of the like you know risk of suffocation. Yeah, and he but he has I was quarters pencils and pencils. Like the quarters, I'm like you can't do a whole lot of damage with quarters. Not really, but pencils. Have you ever been hit with a quarter i have and i mean yes it hurts but you can't do like 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 a pencil you could stab somebody with that i mean they're tiny safety pencils but still like i feel like yeah, a pencil but i mean didn't you you watched um uh what was that movie with vin diesel where he kills a guy with a cup and then he pulls out a little uh, tiny the chronicles of riddick yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he pulls out a little tiny thing and sets it down yes it's a key. i'm pretty sure he you could, a little key yeah i'm pretty sure you could kill somebody with a quarter he could kill somebody with a quarter well yeah because okay. that's riddick you can kill someone with anything well, he can use this thumb, my thumb, to kill someone. Because your own thumb, yes, like rip could, it off. And Riddick could stab use it. my thumb to kill somebody because that's how awesome Riddick is. <laughs> I love Riddick. Okay, whatever. Um, so yeah, and then Quentin, he's got a, he notices the hospital bracelet around his wrist. So at this point, Quentin notices he's got a hospital bracelet on his wrist. Yep. Um, and we notice the only thing on his bedside table is the paperback fillery books, not yeah. his hardcovers, his paperbacks. Which are what is what is this? What is the significance of the paperbacks? Well, I think it's more just they won't let him have hardbacks. Oh, okay. So he, like, found another way. Like, in, in this gotcha. reality, okay. he's got paperbacks because he has to have the books. Mm-hmm. Um, or even let, you know, I think it could go a little bit further in that the hardbacks are, like, you know, first edition, like, his prized uh, possessions. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in this reality where everything is slightly off and he's crazy, um, his paperbacks are worth pretty much nothing. Oh, right. Um, so I think it's like just one more <clears throat> way to fuck with him. Make him feel crazy. Make him yeah. Feel crazy. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, so then he is sitting there. He turns and Creepy Rumi is like sitting right behind him with pink money <laughs> in his hands. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Quentin's like, um, you're not like you are supposed to be here. And he's like, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Like, what the fuck is happening? So he mm. goes out in the hall where there's all the other patients. And there seems to be a lot of people. For the size of that building. Yeah, right? Like, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more just to throw... Like, I think it's m- there to, like, throw you off mm-hmm. as well. Like Make they're... it seem more chaotic or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just to, like, disorient him. Because later in the episode, um, like, he sits down, like, in a chair. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, curled up. And he's got his hand, like, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And then it flashes through, like... 10 different areas that he's in quote unquote in mm-hmm. but he still has it he's still sitting in that same position so i think like everything is kind of designed to like throw you off like throw you off of like your what you think the show is about mm-hmm. and um like his i feel like his brain because we're in a we're in a dream yeah like when he flashes through the different scenes where he's all sitting in the same position, I think his brain is just like, Oh look, you're going through this, this, and this, and this, and this, you know, mm-hmm. really fast. Like you would do like in a dream. Yeah. Which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Where so, like, like it feels like it's several days, but really it's like 10 seconds in your dream. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but I think, I think his, his brain is, or his dream is trying to like throw force, him into force chaos. Force the reality to, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Elliot walks up, he's wearing a robe 
and says, yeah. hey, big stuff. And Quentin's like, um, hi. And <laughs> hey, Elliot's like, hey, you got him. I'm dying. And he's like, where? And he's like, searching Quentin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you give me happy pills. Me love you long time. So clearly he's offering sexual favors in exchange for happy pills. Um, Not you know, a spell, though. It's Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> Not a spell. Elliot wouldn't do that low. No. <laughs> um, someone walks up and tells Elliot or says Elliot they're looking for your arts and crafts and you watercolors without me they're just and like trails off as he wanders away mm-hmm. slaps Quentin on the ass and walks off and Quentin's like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and yet I'm kind of like does that happen every day though Quentin I mean come on now like, I, I feel like that's normal Elliot behavior I think so... Elliot is very much like consensual person well, yes but I also feel like he frequently probably just walks by by Quentin's max on the ass just because you think so Elliot's what he does okay yeah that, that's that's your that's your uh, belief in what Elliot does. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we, then we have the doctor from the very first episode mm-hmm. when Quentin was in the original Nut House. Sure. Or mental institution. I'm calling it a Nut House because this is specifically meant to be a crazy, crazy place. Yeah. Not that the vast majority of mental hospitals are nut houses. But this one in particular is. Yeah. Um, so she asked to talk to him and they're like, you know, in, I think they're in her office now. Um, yeah. He's like, you know, this is a dream. This is when I realize I'm in a dream. And she asks, you know, so you think your life is a dream? He's like, no, my life, my life. This is, this is the dream. This is fucked up. This yeah. is not where I'm supposed to be. Um, this is a bad collage. Um, they're, the office they're in is the dean's office, but turned into like this hospital office. Is it really? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Yeah, so he's saying he says you. Oh, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because hmm. it's the dorm. It's that's where the building they're in is the dorm from Breakbills. No. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it's the dorm. He's like because that's his bedroom and from the dorm, but just like stripped of everything. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so weird. That's why it's so strange that that random dude's there, not Penny, because Penny's his roommate in the real in the real world. Well, did he just moved to the physics? Kid. But he doesn't have a roommate in there. He's in. He's. It's. It's putting him back in the dorm for purposes gotcha. of okay. using like the... I honestly didn't even catch that. Mm-hmm. It was, I guess it was so disorienting. Yeah. Um, but no, so it's, it's meant to be like the like bizarre world version of the dorm, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and he says, you know, the, you being the doctor, the hospital, the dean's office, break bills, it's all jumbled together. And the doctor's like, oh, so we're at break bills again. And he's like, uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she says, where you're a student studying to be a magician. Um, also, one thing with this show. So these people are magicians, right? Mm-hmm. In this world magician seems to be something different than like what it is like in like reality like our world like okay. non yeah tv show world because like you know when someone tells me that they're a magician i think like sleight of hand stage magic that kind of stuff like you know pen and teller like that kind of like you know, magician you know what we talked about at work today pen and teller no oh better off ted <laughs> oh my god i missed that show and you remember yes when and, she was the magician she... assistant yes oh my god that was such a great show. I know. When but Portia, that's, was... Portia de Rossi was a magician's assistant yeah, yeah. and she was amazing at it. Yes. <laughs> that's that's exactly. We talked about something else from Better Off Ted and then I was like, and then you just started talking about magicians and what you thought uh-huh. magicians were like. And I was like, and I just saw Portia de Rossi go like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening, if you have not watched Better Off Ted, you should. It was an ABC show with two seasons from like. 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Meridian dynamic. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> corporate life and yeah. the struggle 
that normal people go through to get through corporate life. Watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyhow, so in this show, the word like magician means something different to the actual magicians than it mm. does to like just the regular people. Like this this doctor, I think when she when he says that he's studying a magician, she's like, Oh yeah, like magician like, like vegas yeah, yeah sleight of hand vegas like he th- he's delusional because he thinks he's real mad he has real magic but really that's what a magician is like in her mm-hmm. reality yeah um whereas like you know for the and they don't treat it differently like all of these people who belong to rickles are like yeah i'm a magician and it's like okay like what does that mean though um so right. anyway different little segue there and somebody just kind of noticed like at the beginning like when they tell them like when after their test and things like that, they're like, oh, you're a magician. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm a magician. They're like, in like immediately they're like, yeah, I'm magical rather than, oh, okay. I know like all this other <laughs> stuff. Like there's no like, yeah. What does that mean? Because I think it means this, but it's immediate. Like there's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm a magician. I'm magical. Great. Yeah. Rather, you know, like I, I feel like if they'd use the term like in Harry Potter wizard, that makes a little more sense in terms of like being able to do magic. Right. In my opinion. Sorry. It's a little off topic there. Doesn't matter. Okay, anyhow. Um, so he basically tries to, like, convince her. And uh-huh. he's like, all right, let's just skip to the part where you believe me. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's cold in here. Like, I'm, I'm cold. And, like, like, it just feels cold. Yeah. And he's like, how about a miniature sun? And she's like, yeah, sure, make a miniature sun. Sure, whatever, dude. And he tries and fails to Watch, produce I can, a I can do some sun. of the hand motions. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Gross. What? I don't know. Whatever it was. It seems gross. <laughs> You should cut that part out. Why? No one can see it. I know. That's you the just point. said gross. Yes, I know because no one knows what you just did. Anyway, um, he says that he hates these dreams. It's like your feet are stuck to the floor or you're paralyzed. And mm-hmm. then he he tells her that she already released him from the hospital. And um, he's you know remember what I said? You can't keep me here. I haven't hurt myself or anybody else. And she's like, um, that's not true. And he's like, well, none of this is true. It's all fake. Yeah. And she, this is where she's like, oh, send him in. Like, you know, in like a little radio, not radio. Intercom. Intercom. Thank you. Intercom. She's on her intercom. Intercom. Tells someone to send him in. Um, and then she asks Quentin if he remembers why the court sent him there or ordered him to be there. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he's like, if this is a trial dream, those go on forever. <laughs> oh, made me laugh. <laughs> um, so door opens and Penny walks in. He's like all like shy and like diminished and like nervous oh, right. and like, i have my notes say super thick accent penny is really nervous um <laughs> uh, and he has like this awful horrible thick like indian accent that is obviously not how penny speaks right um and he says he doesn't want to get anyone in trouble she like, she asked him to show her what penny found in quentin's trash mm-hmm. says he didn't want to get anyone in trouble and she's like no no it's okay no one's in trouble it's all right you're like you're fine and so he comes in and he's got, like, the handful of pills that Quentin had obviously not been right. taking. Um, or they're saying he had not been taking because yeah. he was not there to take them <laughs> to begin with. Um, and she tells him this is what happens when you don't take what we've prescribed. You hallucinate again. You're a magician. You have powers. And so he starts, like, um, 
you know, going off and she's like, okay, you know, like Elliot, Margo, the physical kids, the beast. I know it all seems really real, but it's not. It's a hallucination. Yeah. And at this point, when she talks about it being a hallucination, there's a moth that flies in front of Quentin's face. Yeah. Um, and she's like, this is reality. And he's like, start repenting. He's like, you see this? Like, you see these moths? Like, what the hell? Yeah, moths are like in the lampshade. They're like swarming the lampshade. Um, and he's like, oh my God, like, how can you not see this? Looks at the doctor. Mm. She's got like the beast's face, like with all the moths, like swarming around her face yeah. and everything. Um. <laughs> And she's like, Quentin, I'm really, really worried about you. And he was, he's like, um, okay, sure, they're gone, they're gone. And then all of a sudden, like, they're everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, there's no moths, Quentin, they are never there. And he's, like, freaking out. He's like, I can't breathe. He falls to the ground as the moths, quotes, swarm him. Uh, and there's, like, a like a quieter, more subdued version of the Beast theme song, which I know. Oh, really? Despite. I didn't hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, it's much, like, more, much more quiet, a little bit less heavy on, like, the the vibrating bass, but it's there. Oh, okay. Um. And she starts yelling, code red, code red, main office. And he's, yeah, going crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So then later we see him, like, like sitting, like, super out of it at a table in the rec room, I assume is what it me- is meant to be. Yeah, I have um, sitting next to a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of staring at it. He's not actually doing anything. He's just looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> and Alice, kind of getting quotes because it's not really Alice. Um, it's not? It's not Alice. Oh, damn. Um, so she comes up, and they kind of talk a little bit, and he's telling her that he's kind of foggy, and she's like, no, no, focus on me. This is real. We're real. And so he's thinking, like, she's trapped here, too. Like, she knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, asking her what's happening, and he said he was at school, and then he fell asleep at a party, and then, which, again, like, as mentioned before, like, it just goes from Alice leaving to this. Yeah. So clearly there was a party at some point. Right. That, so we don't know how long it's been since Alice, Alice left. We don't know what's happened between, but there was a party and he fell asleep. Um, and she's like, no, 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 no. You, you came to find me. You came to save me. And he's like, I did. What happened? <laughs> and she's like, first we'd break the illusion. And this is where the crazy happens. And yeah. she crashed then on this planet 9.3 light years ago. And he's like, uh, what? <laughs> and she says, you're a starship captain. You came to rescue me. And this is where he's like, you know, for mm. being like, being stuck in his own mind mm-hmm. and being like really, really smart. I don't, I don't think 9.3 light years away, uh, ago is an accurate statement right? of time. Which makes me wonder if I feel like there's like a variety of options with that particular line. Either it's just crappy writing mm-hmm. or it's meant to be like a clue that Alice is crazy. Okay. Like like she like they it was written for her on purpose to like show that she's nuts, basically. Because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Um or it's Julia projecting this on like into yeah, his mind Julia basically. goes to Yale too yeah but, but I'm not but but she might like just be like just like throwing random shit out there like oh just say this like you're crazy oh, whatever yeah um or it just couldn't you know yeah I, I I don't think that he's in control of it though so I don't think it's coming from his mind specifically I think it's like sure yeah I, I just I just thought I was just like dude for someone who's like a nerd and like into sci-fi and mm-hmm. like fantasy and stuff like that like that just I, that's not something that I I wouldn't say like nine point three million light years away ago mm-hmm. like that doesn't seem like well, that's like that's like, time. like like not really well it's yeah it's you, a unit it's a unit of speed yeah and just yeah but it's like I feel like it's 
like when Star Wars said, oh, it takes me 12 par- it took I got out in 12 parsecs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and people were like, oh, what's a parsec? Well, parsec's a, a unit of measure. It's a unit of um, distance. distance. Yeah. It's not a unit Which of Which was time. then addressed in Solo. They yeah. did fix that particular Yeah, gap. but like, but yeah, I just kind of feel like it's one of those things like where they say it and you're like, I don't think that's what you think. See, that's why I thought it was meant to like illustrate how crazy she is. Yeah. Like that she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just making up this delusion because she's nuts. Right. That's kind of how, what I took from that. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And then so he's like, okay, like what is happening here? And this is where she starts talking about how they're trapped. They're trapped in a cage, a menagerie, and they show these illusions to make us fall in love and mate. And she gets like super excited <laughs> and jumps on him trying to kiss him. Yeah. First she grabs a card off the table. Though. Yeah. Yeah. She gets one of the, grabs one of the cards. Yeah. Um, Dr. Fogg, who's also... Dean Fogg, um, tells her to stop and give them back. And she's like, she what do you mean? She needs them for Pinochle. Bridge. Bridge. Them for Bridge. Yeah. Yes. And she... <laughs> Which is a super weird thing to play in a mental hospital. I don't know how to play a bridge. I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's bridge like alone. complicated. <laughs> well, we need, we need doubles. Yeah. No. You can't play it. You can't play it by, with two people. I think you're on people. I'm, I'm good without that. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Um, That's why I've never had you try to play. <laughs> she says they <laughs> they are the people are collected from all over the galaxy to feed off their emotions, and Dean Fogg is like, nope, not true. This mm-hmm. episode of Lost in Space, which Quentin's like, no, no, Star Trek, and he's like, what? He's like, it's from Star Trek, and he's like, all right, sure, whatever, Star <laughs> Trek. So again, like I think that's like Julia, like she doesn't know that it's lot like Star Trek versus Lost in Space. So when like the the dean or the doctor is like, "What are you talking about?" and he's like, "No, it's you're wrong. Like this, it's Star Trek." And right. she's like, "Okay, fine, whatever. It's Star Trek." <laughs> so like, I feel like it's like, like Julia is the one who's like, "All right, Quentin, whatever. Like, fine, it's Star Trek." Um, yeah. You think she's controlling the people's like uh, voices and stuff? I don't think she's controlling their voices necessarily, but I do think that she's controlling the overall illusion, just like oh. in general. Okay. Um. So like the their their reactions and things like that. I think she's controlling. Mm, okay. Um, <clears throat> I think it's part, part of the big spell. That's why like some of like the behaviors, I think like this, like being annoyed that he's correcting her and stuff like that are like things that are being annoyed that he's correcting. Gotcha. The Dean yeah. are like behaviors that she would exhibit mm-hmm. basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, <clears throat> Alice is like, Oh, all right, they finally got to you. You belong to them now. And there's like super creepy Alice laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like okay you're insane yeah. uh, and she's like i'll still mate with you and <laughs> yeah and then from across the room ellie goes me three <laughs> ellie just trying to get some ass right always <laughs> um so then the doctor asks quentin how he is if he's feeling any better and he's like yeah it's, i suppose and then asks if he wants a visitor and then julia walks in and we have them talking a little bit later, and she's talking about how, you know, Yale's a letdown, but it's in the best way, which I'm just like, why is Yale a letdown? Like, why like, <laughs> why do you think it's a letdown in the best way? Like, what does that mean? She, she was going to be a magician. Right? Yeah, that's why, like, like still, yeah. like, once again, like, her behaviors and personality are coming out in this. Like, she's pissed off about going to Yale instead of becoming a magician. So it's, yeah. like, it's a big letdown after knowing about the magicians and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they kind of like talk about like how you know he'll he'll go too, and um, he asks if you know you've been at Yale for these last few months, and I've been here, and she's like you don't remember, and he's like nope, none of it. <laughs> um, she says James is sorry he couldn't make it, but he'll be there by next week. We had to lock down a church, 
And he's like, a church, what? And she's like, yeah, for the wedding. <laughs> and she hides the ring on her finger, which apparently they were not engaged. I thought they were engaged earlier no. in the series, but they were just dating. Yeah. Now they're engaged, supposedly. Which one, I find it strange that James can't be there because he has to go lock down the church. Like, that's mm-hmm. normally something like a couple will do together. Unless they've already been there and they just need to go put down a deposit. Right, but also, I mean, like, odd that it has to be like that night that he has to go i mean come on it could be like the middle of the night and they'd be like look an opening happened <laughs> and you move your ass to get that i don't think that happens very often anyway um <laughs> Fine. so he asks if they're engaged and she's like no it's okay and he's like um no it's not okay <laughs> and she said it doesn't even matter it's not important and he's like okay first of all our engagement is important yeah um and this is where he starts going about how it's it's a spell. We're trapped in it, but I'm the only one who knows. And um, he knows he sounds just like Alice just then, but he's not crazy. And she's like, okay, I want to help you. Like, you know, what you say to the crazy people when they're being crazy. <laughs> and okay. um, yeah. he basically, he's like, no, I'm going to make you believe. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. And he tries, or he stands there and he makes like mini fireworks from his hands, but mm-hmm. no one notices. So he sees them. Yeah, he does like more hand motions. Mm-hmm. like. Yes, the, the magician hand motions, which if you've seen the show, you've seen them. And you see me Ken doing them right now. Yes. Not very well, though. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they get it, like, so, Their like... fingers to move so well. Yeah. yeah, like, how they get it to be so... I have so... a theory that they only hire breakdancers. <laughs> you think you think the actor that plays Quentin is a break dancer? No, I don't. I'm joking. Uh, I guess the close-up stuff is probably, like, someone that can, like, break dance or whatever. Oh. Somebody can pop and lock. Um, good, good control over their body. Um, so anyway, so no one sees the, oh my God, stop doing battle magic when you weirdo. Uh, no, battle magic is. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> um, no one sees the fireworks and Quentin's yeah. like, Jules, can you see this? And she's like, okay, so you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is where he gets like super upset and he's like, don't look at me like that. Don't feel sorry for me. Um, <laughs> it's not me. You're not you. This is not happening. And then he starts like yelling, like, I'm the one going to break bills. I'm in break bills and not you. Um, mm-hmm. And then super bad accent. Custodian Penny from the corner. Keep your voice like, down. Yes. Horrible, bad accent, Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Julia says, you know, she's going to go because he's crazy. And she'll come back on Friday. And he's like, this is my life. It can't be. And she goes, I wanted to see the fireworks. I really did. And this is where he goes, <laughs> and he's like, Wait. hold up. I didn't say they were fireworks. Julia, you fucked up. You done fucked up, Julia. Yeah. Um, big mistake, Jules. Big mistake. Yeah. So anyhow, he's like, you you couldn't see them. How do you know they were fireworks? And she's he's like, oh, you told me. You must have said it. And he's like, nope, never said the word. <laughs> uh, so then we have like this weird like superimposed Laugh. shot of like Julia like over... Yeah, yeah, the Julia, Julia in front of Quentin. Julia, yeah. yeah, and it's like this like her own like really creepy it's laugh. It's like Julia and Julia. Yeah, pretty much. It really kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get the reference you're making, but it still kind of was. Um, but yeah, so it's like, yeah. Julia like, inside Julia. Almost like demonic, Julia, like yeah. possession kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, kind of freaks. He's like, did nobody see that? And she's like, see what? And he's like, you laughing at me. And she's like, I wasn't laughing at you. Yeah. And she's like, and then she goes, what kind of friend would do that? As she's like trying hard not to smile. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously she thinks she finds all this very funny. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Julia's a huge bitch huge um, gigantic so then, and, he, and 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 when she asks like you know what kind of friend would do this he's like exactly what kind of friend would do this <laughs> and she, then she actually smiles and she's like goodbye quentin <laughs> and she leaves yeah um wait guess what 
We have a visitor. From a sponsor spot. We wish. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Anyhow. So then we have medication dispensing. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently bad accent custodian Penny also dispenses the meds. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's the watcher. He's there's like everywhere. Pe- there's people like that give the meds. Penny is the one that makes sure they take. No, the he meds. hands them to him. He hands the, he's at a table. There's a table. Mm-hmm. And on one side is people giving the meds over. Yeah. And then Penny hands the meds to Quentin specifically. I don't know about the other people, but Penny hands them to Quentin. Okay. um, And he tells them to take them all one by one. And um, he's like, I believe you, Quentin. You're a magician. A very bad one. Because even. (laughs) Yeah, because he takes. Well, no, because he takes he takes a pill to take it. And he oh, watch, that's right. He watches it do like make a disappearance, stick it in the pocket. Yeah. And he pretends to take it. And Penny, that's when Penny says. Yeah, he's like, you're a bad magician. You're a bad magician. And pulls it out of his pocket. He is. He, he is? I don't know. I mean. He doesn't do a whole lot yet. Yeah. I assume he gets better. I hope so. Like, that would be pretty lame. I, if I, I have been, I have been assured by a Facebook <clears throat> magician's group that the show gets much better. You just got to get through the first season. Yeah, you for the first season? Yes, which is one of those things I always hate when you have to just make it through the first season for it to get good. Yeah. But apparently it gets good. Apparently we're here for better. it, though. Yes. We're, we're here for it. I'm, I'm going to power through. <laughs> I like the storyline. I want to keep learning the storyline. But, oh, some of these episodes. I just want to see more boobs. I'm sure you do. That's. Okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I'm, I want That's all what the you time. generally want. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, so he just means a bad magician. Um, <laughs> and Quentin says, one thing that's real, you're always a raging dick. And so Quentin like walks off after having actually taken his pill. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees a plaque that has the hospital name. The hospital is called yeah, Ellsworth Downs. You, you caught this because I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. I, I was like Ellsworth Downs, whatever. Yeah, that's and... the name of the hospital. And he stands there. He's like Ellsworth Downs, Ellsworth Downs. He's like repeating it to himself because mm-hmm. he's a crazy person. Yeah. Um, but then he's like in bed, like mm-hmm. chilling out. Um, Jane Chatwin shows up to chat with him. Yeah. You know, this is kind happens. of a weird like. Jane can reach him anywhere, pretty much. Apparently, yeah. And, and talk to him and give him advice. Yeah. Although it seems to me like mostly when he's asleep mm-hmm. is when Jane can reach him. So she can get through this spell. No, because she he opened the door and walked into Fillory and she was there and she she talked to him. That was in his dream. Was it a dream? Yeah, that was a dream. That no, because a... he, he was reading a book. Yeah. And then got a knock on the door. And then he walked through the door. Not when yet. He was studying. No, that hasn't happened yet. That's when he gets the... That was a dream. He woke up with it on his hand. Oh, uh, because for the... No, that was a dream. No. Oh. He still doesn't know that Fillory's a real place yet. He's, well, I he, know, He but... thinks it's real, but he's not sure yet. Okay. Okay, either way, yeah. sorry. No, so, anyway, so yeah, so Jane can reach him when he's sleeping. Okay. Um, so she comes and talks to him. You know, she tells him that he knows where to look. She can't show him. She can't touch him. It's a really strong spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, wait, it is? It's a spell? And he's like, yep, yep. sure, spell. Um, it's in the book, but the book is you. This is all you, is what she tells him. So mm-hmm. this is where he's like, oh, okay, which book? And she starts to point to the right, but then disappears. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't find it. They gave me the pills. I can't remember. And then he, you know, like, passed out. Yeah. He wakes up to Creepy Rumi sitting on the floor ripping up all of his fillery books. Uh, because Julia is in his brain, so she knows that he's figured out that the answer to getting out he's is in the fillery books. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has Creepy Rumi ripping all of his books up, so he can't like go back and read it. 
Yeah. Um, he freaks out, panics. So, you know, Jane said, these books are my key to getting out of here. And then he's like, every time I talk, I sound batshit. Like, um, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you do. do. Most fact. of the time you do, Quentin. Yes, generally. Generally, you sound <laughs> batshit. <laughs> I think which is also one of the reasons why this whole, like, mental hospital thing isn't that far-fetched for Quentin. Like, I think he could, if it wasn't, if he wasn't a magician, he would be crazy. Right, so, yeah. You know. I, I think. Yeah. If, it, if the premise of the show wasn't that this man is a magician, it's kind of like he'd be crazy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like magicians took a lot of different shows and kind of melded them together, like like Percy Jackson, you mm-hmm. know, where they were like where he pretends he has ADHD because his brain is going so fast yeah, and he like can see things that other people can't yeah, see. Yeah, like yeah. that. And then they have like Harry Potter that that they like take inspiration from mm-hmm. they're like oh look there's all these different houses and they all do these different things and then there's this like like place that people go but you know instead of being you know k through 10 or k through 12 we're actually doing the graduate program right you know or then they're like and they're actually part of the world too like people have cell phones and like you know they're not helpless to like uh stuff that like modern humans use you know yeah I just think that, like, I just find it interesting that they grab from all these different places, like, you know, and, like, instead of having a sorting hat, they have a woman who's, like, here, like, they just hand you a bunch of <laughs> shit, you know? Do something with this. Yeah, what does this do? Yeah, instead of, like, a sorting hat that goes on your head that's, like, Ravenclaw or Slytherin or stuff like that. Anyway, sorry. Back. Yeah. Off my diatribe now. Back to the episode. <laughs> it was your turn to go off, off the... Off the cuff this time, not mine. Okay. <laughs> um, so now we have him talking to the medical magician from the last episode when he and Penny, or maybe the episode before, where he and Penny had their little battle and ended up in the infirmary. Yes. So mm-hmm. the magician doctor lady. I didn't who think it was. Him. I think. Are you sure it's her? Yes. Because the ward lady looks a lot like her too. That's a different doctor. It's a doctor? Yeah, because there's the doctor from the very first episode. Mm-hmm. And then there was this, like, magician doctor who helped them in the infirmary. And that's okay. her right now, where she's at, like, the like that desk area. Okay. And he goes and he asks for tape. And she says the tape isn't permitted. Um, because He's like, uh, why? <laughs> and because you can harm yourself or others. He's like, it's tape. And she's she's like, you tape can... can strangle, it can suffocate. Um, <laughs> and she's like, look, uh, what if you watch me the whole time? And she says, no one has that kind of time, which I love. But like, they're all like sarcastic and bitchy with him. I kind of mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, I need to put these pages back together and like hold like all the pages of his book. And she's like, no, no, you need to get music therapy. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have music therapy. Uh, we're all sitting in a circle talking about how music's a way for us to express and receive feeling in a way that's safe and fun and illuminating. So who wants to begin? You should be a music therapist. <laughs> I shouldn't be any kind of therapist. Um, very I, specific type of therapist? I have very little patience, and I'm mean. So, you know, <laughs> not great at therapy. Yeah. Um, so in, like, in the corner, we've got Bad Accent Penny saying, oh, God, not that one song. Not that one song. Please, no. It gets in my head. It never leaves. And, and that's when that's when uh, Quentin gets an idea. Well, for, he does. Yeah. And this one says, like, which song is that? And Ellie goes, Michael rode the boat ashore. Hashtag agree. <laughs> um, because even in... Bizarre world, Elliot still is Elliot. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of funny that Elliot is like embodies Elliot in his dream. And yeah. Alice is like, I want to see Helter Skelter. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, she's like, what, if we, what about the Beatles? This is where Elliot, or Elliot, Alice is like, Helter Skelter, Helter Skelter. And she's like, mm, no. No. no I don't not. think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, she's, 
once them start seeing like um i think here comes the rain is what or here comes the sun excuse me from the beatles yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and instead quentin starts singing taylor swift's shake it off at penny like yeah. not just like singing in general but he, he's like singing it at bad accent penny like on purpose yeah and he's like he's doing this to me on purpose it's because i made him take his pills <laughs> um, and he's like enough make him stop and he's like poor poor bad accent penny <laughs> um and like quentin is like doing like you know dancing at him like chasing him out of the room which no one seems to notice that quentin is like chasing penny out of the room while singing at him right like they're like they're just sitting around like everybody else is singing the song too but the doctor's well, just but like think, oh think what's about, going on think about if you had taken over someone's dream and they just started singing that and just started like running around and like everybody starts singing it because you, they're they're even even though you have control of their dream they're still like Haha, fuck you and everybody starts <laughs> singing it like like to lose control of it for like that for like 30 seconds right. while you sing that you're like, <laughs> you're like oh what, no what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so then we oh he as like penny's like running off quentin yells at him hey penny good luck getting that out of your head yeah because you know he's <laughs> bitchy to penny apparently yeah um so then we've got the doctor saying that um dr he, fog yes um dr fox says i hear you were the hit of music therapy today quentin mm-hmm. and he's like look i know what's going on here and i know how to get help and the doctor's like, well, that's why we're here. And he's like, nope, it's not. I don't want to be rude, but you're here because of a spell, and I have to break the spell. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what he's saying. And then he, like, exp- you know, this is where we understand why he was He just needs to reach the real penny. Yeah. He just needs the real penny. And if he can get inside of his head, then it'll work. Yeah. Um, and then the doctor, Dr. Fogg is like, that's enough. And he's like, can I just have some tape, please? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have the, the shrink's office, which was the... Headmaster, not headmaster, um, the dean's office. Mm-hmm. And she's asking him about last time he saw his father. And then his dad walks in. And he's like, what happened to your face? And like, what, what is wrong with, his face? wrong with his face? His face is fine. Like, n- yeah. nothing's wrong with his face. I'm like, I'm very confused by this. Yeah. And I even was like, trying to like, look really closely to see like, maybe like, I think it's it was part like of... drooping or No, I think something. it's part of the illusion that he sees it, but no one else does. Which it must be, but still, like that, it's that's just so weird. That's such a bad choice yeah. in terms of like editing and direction. Like, give him a scar, give him something to like make make the audience understand what Quentin's seeing when he asks what happened. It doesn't have to be like the mall disgustingness that apparently is what happened, but it's like, ugh. yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> bad choices. Um. So this is where they tell Quentin that he's the one that did whatever it is to his father's face. Yeah. And they show him a video of him handcuffed to a table ranting about the beast and like... Doing more hand magic. Yeah. And he's screaming that it wasn't his dad. It was the beast. He had to like protect them all. He had to use his powers and um, the beast is here. He's coming for me. He's coming for you. He's going to kill us all. And he's just like losing his mind. Like you are right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ken's over here trying to be a magician. I, I, watch, watch. I think I can do it. Our poor listeners. Dear God. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so this is where the doctor asks his father to, or she asks if, if Quentin remembers that night. And he's like, uh, nope, because it didn't happen. Like, whatever. <laughs> and then she's like, no, no, your father does. Tell him, Ted. And <laughs> so Ted, his father, starts Ted. telling him about how they were having dinner to celebrate Quentin getting into Yale. And then in the middle of the restaurant, suddenly he starts yelling, there's moths everywhere. And then they're calling his father the beast and then picked up a knife. And Quentin's like, no, no, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. And um, 
the doctor's like, you tried to kill your father, Quentin. You tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this is where we have, like, Quentin sitting on the couch, like, like almost catatonic. Oh, we have, right. Like, the, yeah. The montage. So this is where you have, like, the different, like, places that he's See, at. See, I didn't notice him in different places. I thought he stayed in the same place, but there's, like, other patients coming around. Like, uh, No, no, no. He, like, he's, a, like, at lunch, and then he's, like, in that same room. Okay. And then he's, like, a diff- bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. But then, he's all in. He's always in a chair. Yeah, and, and there's always like always like different same... patients like talking to him, or like Alice is like talking at him and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but he's all in the same like weird. I don't even know fuck how he did that, but yeah. he's in like a weird position. <laughs> and then we have Julia. They're talking to him, telling mm-hmm. him he needs to stop fighting this. You know, the more you believe in magic, break feels the beast. The more harm you do, just accept what who you are and what's put you here. Um, it's how you're gonna get better. I promise. And so this, I couldn't. Wait, who quite... tells him that? Julia. She comes back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, she goes okay. back to visit again. And so I can tell from this if it's her trying to, like, tell him, like, just give into it and it'll go away. Like, mm-hmm. her way of, like, giving him an out from the spell. Um, or if this is her way of getting back at him for telling her that she didn't belong at Breakbills. Because, like, mm. like, people there can fly. They can do all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you, like, so this is, like, her way of being, like, just get over it. Just move on. Yeah. And, like, her so way of, like, getting back I at him. Think, I think it's both. So, um, I think that like she, she told him that because if he does just surrender to it, then he's just going to be in his dream. He's never going to wake up. And Mm -hmm. we kind of, we kind of know later and like if in like 15 minutes that there, he, he, the spell is so deep that he's never going to come out of it. Yeah. So I think that, and then I also think she's like fuck you like you told me these things and i'm doing magic that you've never heard of before yeah well like next she gets freaked out though because like she's like telling me like are you fucking with me like talk to me like stop this Mm -hmm. and then she says shit i'm gonna go talk to somebody and she leaves so like i think like i think she gets freaked out by like the level of what's going on but we don't see any of that right we don't don't see her going and talking to anybody or doing anything yeah um and then we've got bad accent penny um, in the corner singing. <laughs> um, so the song is called Shake It Off. In my notes, I have Shit It Off. Shit It Off. Shit it gross. Off. <laughs> singing Shit It Off to himself uh, when Real Penny walks in. And he says, hey, quit singing that stupid song. Damn it, Quentin. Um, and <laughs> Quentin's like, no, 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 I don't know what's going on. And he's like, I told you to um, keep up with that stupid song and I come right into your brain and rip it out. And Quentin's <laughs> like, wait. Hold up, like you, you like I, um, you're here for real. Mm-hmm. And at first, we've got bad accent Penny saying, "Please no, please be knowing that dinner will be served in five minutes. Today we're serving chicken curry, mm-hmm. which is of course my favorite." <laughs> and real Penny goes, "You racist motherfucker!" Yeah, because you know, this is it, what he is viewing as Quentin's reality, when in fact it's probably Julia's reality, right? Or her superimposition of reality um so this is where yeah he... that'd be interesting because she like can just see like the people in his life probably mm-hmm. and then she's like oh this person needs to be in here yeah and, and she's just like here they're gonna she's be like now. oh he probably sounds like this and mm-hmm. just like call it yeah, yeah. interesting um, interesting idea <laughs> so this is where like penny you know shoves him and he's like ow that hurt and he's like do it again do it again and <laughs> penny's like what the fuck like what is yeah. wrong with it and he's like no just do it um so this is where you know he realizes that no one can see penny shoving him and that it actually hurt mm. and um so he's like oh my god like 
you're actually here. Yeah. And um, Penny's like, yeah, of course they can't see me because this is all in your head. Like, you're asleep. Now stop singing that song so I can go to sleep. Yeah. And Quentin gets all excited. He's like, I did it. I did that. I called you. I called you with the song. And Penny's <laughs> like, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I will fucking Get murder away from you. Yeah. Um, so this is where we realize that it's been only one night because it's only Wednesday. So apparently Quentin went to sleep on Tuesday night or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, he only gone for one night and he asked Penny if he's asleep somewhere. And Penny's like, I don't know what you do at night. Like, get away from me. Weirdo, yeah. let me out of here. Um, <laughs> and so this is where, like, he finally gets me. He's like, this is not a dream. It's a spell. I'm trapped here. I have to be conscious to break the spell. You have to find me and wake me up. Mm-hmm. He starts yelling, like, wake up at him to get Penny to wake up in reality. Yeah. Um, and real Penny goes, we're back to bad accent Penny, who says, you will not be shouting. Mm. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Penny wakes up at the same time as Julia. Now. Yeah. And so we're back in the real world, well, quote unquote, real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julia is like, you know, Julia. Yeah. She talks about how her, her whole body, every part of her body is tingling. Uh, apparently she never watched Buffy as a kid because they have like a whole season where magic is like a drug and it's all addictive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and she's with Marina. Marina tells her it's high-end designer cooperative magic. It does something to yourself to channel all that juice. Everyone just gets stronger. Mm-hmm. And this is where Julia's like, I didn't think that Quentin would get so deep. Like, I didn't think it, that he would be there. Yeah. And um, she, Doesn't she say something like, oh, I don't, I don't see him ever getting out of there? Yeah, she says that he might want to take his shoes off and get comfortable because we cooked up a Whopper here. And he's pretty much never going to get out of it, even with your boyfriend's help. And she's talking to Katie when mm-hmm. she says your boyfriend, meaning yeah. Penny. Um, and this is where Julia's like, I thought the idea was to mess with him. Um, and which I'm like, why, why would Marina help you just mess with him? Like, of course there's another reason. Like, how stupid are you? Yeah. I, like, honestly, I feel like Julia's really fucking stupid. Right? Like, how does she not understand? Like, why would they put all this time and effort and resources into just fucking with someone? Like, there's like, obviously there's more to this. And, you know, um, Marina tells her, like, my idea was to fuck him up hard, and you loved it even harder. Yeah. And Julia's like, yeah, I wanted to, like, screw with him, not kill him. Mm-hmm. And, um... Oh, he's not going to die. And he's she's like, he's, he's... We'll never wake up, but he's not going to die. He's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then she says, game time, ladies. You got the ball. Katie, don't drop it. Now go put all that sweet hotness to work. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. There we go. And back in Bizarro Dreamland, Quentin steals keys from the uh, magician doctor who had been, like, manning the desk Mm -hmm. and snags a roll of tape from the office. Uh, And he goes back to work putting his book pages back together. And as he's taping up, he finds the name Ellsworth Downs. But it's not Ellsworth Downs. It's Ellis Worth Downs Mm. instead. So we've got Ellis Worth Downs is the last name. The Madness Maker. And he... Reads from the book while we see Jane and Ellis Worth Downs, uh, which, what the fuck is with that guy's teeth? They're like just massive They're metal gold. mouth. It's, yeah. Is it gold or silver? It looks like silver to me. Maybe it's silver. It reminds me of, um, oh God, in the James Bond movie, Moonraker. They had the, the guy with the jaws. Metal his name mouth was guy. Jaws. Yes. Yeah. That was his name. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone has seen Moonraker, okay? That's what I want. 25 years since I've seen it. <gasps> we should watch it. No, Anyhow. It's so bad. Oh my God. <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's amazing. No. So, anyhow, he's reading in all of Fillory, one magician could drive every other magician insane. An adventure of puzzles with no solution and games where the rules changed for no reason. He was called the madness maker. Um, and he had, but he'd been born Ellis Worth Downs. 
Mm-hmm. On his first journey to Fillory, he played checkers with a powerful witch. He cheated, and her curse was simple. The only kind of magic he would ever do again was game magic. Jane Chatwin knew of his need to make others suffer. Uh, or she knew his need to make others suffer was only because he felt so alone in his cursed state, because the more he played, the more insane he became. But soon, Jane figured out how to break the curse. And he's like, thank you, Jane Chatwin. And then <laughs> it says the, ma- the madness maker's curse was, and that's all the pages he has. Yeah. So he can't remember it. So he's trying to like, you know, go back into his brain and remember it. Um, he knows this. He knows this. He knows this. Yes. He's, yeah. he's trying to get there and he can't. <clears throat> yeah. We go back to um, the real world. Mm-hmm. And they find, well, they kind of go searching for Quentin and then they find him in a closet. Yeah. So Penny and Elliot, they're I don't remember this- much dialogue that was important. Other than where do you think he is? Yeah, they're, um, it's Penny is like trying to get Elliot to understand that something's wrong mm-hmm. and that they need to find him. And um, Elliot's like, look, there was a party. Like he's probably just sleeping it up under something or someone. And then Katie walks in. She's like, I know where he is. And uh, yeah, and the, she, uh, Elliot says, your lover man here thinks our little cue got roofied last night. Mm-hmm. and um, Penny's like, look, we covered the whole house. Let's check the lab, the libraries, whatever. And then Katie's like, I know where he is. Um, and then we see him like opening a closet and so that he crawled in there and passed out around 1 a.m. Yeah. And um, also when she, when they're like checking on him to see if he wakes up and then um, what's her name? The girl, I can't remember her name. Katie. Katie mm-hmm. does something with her hands to quote unquote check him. Yeah. It looks like the fakest piece of magic ever. Right? Seriously. She's like, she just is like, Oh, he's, yeah, I don't know. He won't wake wrong. up. This is bad. Yeah. Um, and then Penny's like, wait, how bad? And Elliot says, we need to tell the Dean bad. Like, yeah. this, is, this is bad. And then we're out in the woods. Marina mm-hmm. and Julia walk up to a hedge, which is funny because they're hedge witches. <laughs> I think that's where that comes from because they have to stand outside the hedge. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're the hedge witches. Gotcha. Um, Marina tells Julia now they have Do to they have... stay out. They probably have to stay outside the hedge. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's their um, I always forget Marina's name, so I just write BB for bad bitch every time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Marina tells Julia they have to wait. Julia wants to know if she's going to tell her what it's all for. And she's like, I did. Bigger, better magic. And she's like, yeah, but you didn't mention how. And she's like, well, I guess I could tell you now, but I don't feel like it. Maybe later or later, later, maybe. And she's like, how about never? That's a growing possibility. Yeah. So it's clearly like uh, Marina does not like to be questioned, questioned at all. Yeah. Um, then we have the dean. He's examining Quentin and mm-hmm. he's like, hmm, yes, I thought so. After having, you know, no information. Right. It's called the Scarlatti Web. We can't break it. No one can. No one can. Yes. Something can. <laughs> and I said not nothing. No one. <laughs> uh, we need to summon a Montevice. Montevice? Montevice? Montevice. Oh, okay. Montevice. Montevice. Uh, while the dean is talking in Quintinland, mm-hmm. we have the doctor talking to him, saying, you know, I thought we were making progress. I was wrong. And she opens the door and bad accent Penny and some other orderly walk in and grab Quentin mm-hmm. and drag him away. And <laughs> um, then in the dean's office... He tells him to lower the wards, please. And yeah. I want to draw attention to this. So the the dean is supposed to be like super powerful, right? Yes. How powerful? Like, how powerful is the woman that stands next to him that does all the wards? Right? Because he doesn't even do the. He's wards. not doing them. He's telling someone else to uh, yeah, yeah to lower them. So like, either I think it's two things. It's one of two things. Either he's not powerful enough to do that many wards, or he's that's not his talent. Mm-hmm. Or two, it just you constantly have to have the magic flowing through you 
that he just doesn't want to give up that amount of power for himself to just keep on to all the wards. I think that would make sense. I also feel feel like he's more of like an administrator. He's yeah. you know like more like you know he he's good at magic. He knows a lot about it, but he's not very powerful. He's oh, okay. he's more like the admin type. You know? Right. Okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. But, I, I I do think he's meant to be like super powerful. Yeah, but, but. I think like I just kind of feel like like if you're a magician and you're like okay I want to ward this tiny box right mm-hmm. and they're like ward the box and they do all sorts of whatever and then they have to like channel a little bit of their magic all the time to like keep this to make sure like no one touches the box mm-hmm. the stuff that's supposed to happen when yeah, they like, touch like the box part of their concentration is always split yeah to so it's always split it onto it like and then you have this woman who stands up and is like like cracks all her knuckles and is like I just drew all the wards around this whole fucking place <laughs> that keeps people I, I out. I can't breathe now because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like her whole thing is just like doing that. Yeah. And the, but she walks around like it's nothing. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just it's funny to me like that he's this super powerful guy and then there's this woman sitting next to him. It's just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yet Marina says Dean Fogg is following the playbook. Yeah. So it's still like obviously his decision when this happens. Right. Um and she tells Julia, the only thing that can break our spell on your ex-BFF is a Madarese. Mm-hmm. It's an evil bug spirit of the underworld. And the only way to get one of those into the sugary wonderland is to lower all the protective wards and shields in the school, letting any old anyone waltz right in. Mm-hmm. And then the hedge comes down and they walk in and she goes, welcome back to Breakfields. Let's go steal their shit. Because <laughs> Marie I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I know you just told, said it. Like they have to stand outside the hedges. Mm-hmm. I didn't even... I didn't even put two and two together that <laughs> they're hedge witches. Well, no, that they're hedge witches. I didn't even put together that literally there is a hedge. Like <laughs> I thought it was like when I thought it was just like trees and shit, but no, it's literally a hedge that's there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, blew my mind right there. Just blew it completely out of the water. I don't even know. So, so back in the dean's office, the dean puts the Madarese on Quentin's face. Um, it's which, like a weird gold scorpion thing. It reminded me of a centaurian slug, but like a metal one. A metal centaurian slug from Star Trek. Mm, okay, yeah. From the, the movie with Chris Pine, where like they're trying yeah. to get um, ca- um, Captain Pike to give him all the codes and everything. Yeah, well, I think, I think this is more scorpion. The other one was like weird slug. Thing. Yeah, but like when it's in the metal form, that's what it looked mm-hmm. like to me. Just oh, like a okay. metal version of the Centaurian slug. We see it more scorpion like later. But mm-hmm. first, it looks very Centaurian slug to me. Which okay. is the second Star Trek reference in this episode, by the way. Which in the last episode, there were a lot of references to um, Harry Potter mm-hmm. that I noticed. This one has references to Star Trek. And anyway, Harry Potter. Or at least the... the, the and Better Off Ted. This is the second reference that I have drawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, he starts chanting something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about how the um, Monterey's shorts out the cerebral cortex. Oh, it, like, crawls into, like, his mouth, too, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it'll, it'll break him out of the spell, which should bring him back halfway. Um, the spell is like a prison in the middle of the desert. The Monterey's breaks you out of the prison, but you've still got, you know desert all around you mm-hmm. so you need a guide to get, get back. through the desert yeah. um and this is where the bug crawls into his mouth and penny goes back into his mind yeah um and at this point when penny shows up quentin is tied to a chair and the doctor is like getting ready to lobotomize him yeah um talks about how the problem is his frontal lobe his emotions are in complete control overriding logic reason even the will to live <laughs> so this is in, in like you know has like the big like 
probe yeah. inserted into your eye socket. It's called the transorbital lobotomy. Mm. Um, and this is where Quentin's fake dad shows up, like super like bloody, bloody. for like when yeah. he attacked From him. Got attacked. Which that would make sense yeah. if he had some scarring and things like that when he walked in to see <laughs> Quentin earlier in this episode. You would think so, wouldn't Whatever. you? But it doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, so he's like panicking and, you know, begging, please, please stop. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't mean to. I swear. I'm sorry. Um, and this is where Penny goes, hey, stop. Stop talking. Stop listening. There are only three things that are real here. You, me, Anne. And then the scorpion like crawls out of Quinn's mouth. He's like, and that. Yeah. That thing over there. <laughs> and he's like, get up. There's no straps. This is not a hospital. You're not crazy. You can make it disappear. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of enjoy Penny's brand of encouragement <laughs> he's like stop whining yeah stop Which your I bitching <laughs> um, and then everything goes like dark and quentin's just gone yeah and we have marina and julia walking past wolf fountain into the building why couldn't the thing that's like tried to kill those other guys try to kill them right we could have like, had a, such a better once story. again like i feel like this like <laughs> this episode's like an episode out of time like yeah. There's no continuity in terms of the rest of like the three previous episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. Like there's just not. That's one of the reasons why I disliked it so much. Like it's just shoved in there. Like they needed something. Well, I th- and they're I like, we're just like, gonna shoehorn this into I this. I feel spot. like they were like, okay, we need to make we need to make Marina. We either need to make Marina like more powerful so that she can contend with people, mm-hmm. or we just need to write her out of the story. And they're like, but we need Julia, so we yeah. need to do something and. And then they were like, okay, well, we need them to get into break bills, but we've already written that break bills is like nearly impenetrable to get into. Well, it would make sense for that all to happen later, but I just feel like the the whole Quentin in like his mind prison kind of thing mm-hmm. is just like shoehorned in there just to give them an excuse to do something. Yeah. And the fact that Alice is like not in this episode except in those really short little scenes but where she's, she's crazy. Yeah. But again, they don't there's like no addressing of that. Like she is packing and then we're in this next episode. It's just, yeah. it doesn't matter. Different <laughs> issue. So anyways, we've got Marina and Julia. They're walking past with fountain into this, into the building, mm-hmm. the main building for break bills. And she's like, ah, oh, the old alma mater hasn't changed a lick. This is <laughs> Marina. Um, right. And Julia's like, wait, you went here? And she said that she was kicked out three months before graduation. So Julia wants to know if this is revenge. And she says, well, when you're here for that long, they can't just erase you. They take you to a special room off the Dean's office and they remove every memory you make here. So it's actually like the memories that are mm, gone. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, every single magical thing you learned is amputated, but the memories are stored. There's like a shield on the store. A hundred magicians couldn't break, but now they can because all the wards are down. And she just goes, whoop. Yep. And unlocks Which, it. Yeah. The, her thing about being kicked out three months before graduation makes me think that she had something to do with whatever happened to the third years. Oh, I didn't think about that. I think yeah. She was involved somehow. Mm hmm. Um, which also makes me think that maybe there's a fourth year that they don't talk about. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so she tells Julia to keep a lookout and goes into the office room. Um, or the dean's office. Mm-hmm. Which must be a different office of his. I didn't think it was his office. I thought well, it was like a, just like a study. Well, but she mentions that it's a special room off the dean's office. And then she goes into an office. Then she goes into a special room off of the office. Oh. So I'm wondering if it's his old office. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Penny wakes up. He says it's not working. Um, you know, he doesn't know what happens. And he went there, told him, like, the moderator said this thing, and everything went black. And yeah. Katie ran out of the room to where Julia's waiting outside of the, the office building, mm-hmm. her office room. Um, and tells, 
Katie tells Julia that he's not going to wake up ever. Um, and Julia's like, no, no, Marina just has to, you know, just do something. And she's like, no, Marina's a fucking psycho. Like, you're his yeah. friend. Like, you did this to him. <laughs> and Julia's like, you no, no, it's her spell. It. Yeah. Um, I didn't sign up for this. And, and Kitty's like, no, you're a bitch. Go fix this shit. Like, mm-hmm. not okay. Um, Marina, and we see Marina in the office. She finds a hidden room with her memory stored in the box and she takes it. Yeah. And then we've got Quentin back in his brain. Um, he's standing in a dark room in a circle of small lights, kind of like, I, like a cage. Why doesn't Why doesn't she take like a bunch of other memories? I don't know. I wonder if maybe you can only access your own. Maybe because they're part of you. Like imagine just like taking a bunch of different memories, <laughs> like, yeah, right? And like just and just all stacking them. Yeah. Um. So yes, we've got Quentin. He's in this dark room. There's like a circle of lights that kind of form like a cage around mm-hmm. him. Um. And Jane Chatwin is there. Starts talking to him. And she's like, well, I could finally reach you again. But that's never been the problem. Um, and he's like, you know what? Stop with the riddles. Just yeah. tell me what the fuck's going on. How do I get out of here? And she says, it doesn't matter what anyone tells you. You make the web you're in. You're the spider and the fly. Just like. And then we see Julia now talking to the dean. So mm-hmm. Katie went and got her. And she went and she's talking to the dean now. And she's telling him that she can help. She can give him the exact wording of the spell. And he's like, look, bitch, it's too late now. Like, yeah. if you'd given me this an hour ago... I could have helped him. Um, and she says it was just supposed to be a joke. And Elliot's like, you did it to get even. Like, yeah. stop. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, no, not everything is going to go your way today. Yeah. Like, you're, you're... Like, you did this on purpose. You, just because you didn't know what you were doing does not mean you weren't trying to hurt him. Like, yeah. just because you're scared now. Yeah. Um, and then Penny chimes in. And she's like, there has to be something we can do. Like, I can give you the wording. We can do something. And Penny's like, do you have any idea where he is right now why would you do this yeah um and this is where the dean says that she didn't Which do it not it's by like herself. wait but penny cares right i was like oh penny is actually like worried about quentin yeah. oh penny <laughs> not Aww. as big of a dick as we all thought cute little penny uh, and then the dean says uh, that she didn't do it not by herself and you know he's like all right who helped you mm-hmm. uh, we've got jane and quentin again yeah. and jane is asking if quentin's sure he wants to play and quentin's like nope i'm just I don't know anything. I'm just really tired mm-hmm. um, of fighting all the time, of becoming someone I actually want to be, and then realizing that I am nothing. Mm-hmm. And Jane says, so you made the hospital. You conjured that terrible thing you never did to your father. Of course you're exhausted, and you can hide from it all forever in this lovely, quiet, blank void. Uh, but you also built a way out. Otherwise, why are he and I here? Yeah. And um, the game maker is there yeah. with his creepy-ass teeth, who suddenly like, materializes. And his upside-down chessboard? Yes. Yeah, which is upside down for god knows what reason i don't know <laughs> the, the show it's it's irresponsible it's, it's just irresponsible <laughs> yeah shout out to the office <clears throat> um and he quentin looks down and he sees the pages from the fillery books about mm-hmm. the game maker in his hands now because yeah it's He's broken through his mental barrier. It's there. Um, the madness maker didn't play for the joy of winning, just the fear of losing. The real curse was he only played when he could win, which cut him off from the surprise, horror, sadness, and wonder of life. Jane only saw only one way out for him, to stop playing and start living. And Quentin knocks the chess game away, and he wakes up choking. Thanks. I do not understand the point of that scene. I don't what? know why they put it in there. Why? Like, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Why? I don't understand. There's no reason for that to be there. There's no reason for Quentin to, like, knock the chess game out of the, like, away from the game. Well, because no reason for the him. game maker is trying to trap him. I know, but why, is, part of, that's but what why this, is Quentin even there in the first place? That's this part of the 
the web, the Scarletti web, mm-hmm. is what the game maker made. Like that's the game. See, so, I didn't get that at all from this episode. So when he goes into that little thing, like that's the desert part. Yeah. And the game maker is there to have him either he can play the game and get lost, or he can just not play. That's how he wins. That's how you win the game with the game maker is not play. I understand that. I don't. I think that it's a pointless scene. I don't mm. think it's a necessary scene. I think it it has no bearing on the rest of the episode at all. Like I didn't get from any part of this episode that the Scarlatti web is part of this game maker fillery thing. Hmm. I didn't. I did not make that connection whatsoever from anything that they that they show in this episode. Hmm. I just. I felt like it was just a weird, pointless thing where they're just like, "Hey, we need an extra little challenge." Unless, for unless the game like Quentin used the game maker to break that part of the spell because Penny, Penny got forced out mm-hmm. or how whatever happened. Yeah, which the dean, according to the dean, shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So, forced out, and then Jane is like, oh, 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 you need to do this. Maybe maybe she's testing him. Maybe. I don't maybe know. Maybe she's just, testing him because... Just, it's just, don't... in my opinion, another example of how they they throw stuff in there and they don't give you any, like, right. way to latch onto it. But don't they say, like, Fillory opens up to you when it's ready to open up? Maybe Jane is trying to force Fillory to open. Maybe. But again... Yeah. We don't know. They give us no real concrete information here. Sure. In this, excuse me, I'm hiccups. Um, like in this episode, I just, I just feel like unless they're gonna give us like a reason for it, mm-hmm. it's a pointless scene. Yeah. So Quinn wakes up having knocked the chess game away. He's choking. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all like, "Yay, he's awake!" And the dean says, "Get him some brandy." Uh, which Elliot responds to flying in because he's bringing him the brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia like disappears. Marina like pulls her like magically out yeah, of break yeah. bills, and she's there in front of the hedge. Um, and this is where um, I think it's Elliot because again, my script does not tell me who said what. Um, Elliot says, "Where's the hedge bitch?" And this is where we see. Her back outside with Marina. Marina says, chop, chop. They're going back up. Yeah. They're going back up being the wards. Going back up. The hedges. Yep. Um, and then she like takes Julia with her. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, well, it's obviously meant to be that if Julia had stayed, like she might not have continued down that path, but Marina took her with her. So she's like a fugitive now, basically. Because mm. um, she, she, I don't think she left on, like, by choice, Marina forced her out. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm out here. I guess might as well go. Uh, <laughs> so then we've got Dean Fogg and Quentin in his office. Um, the Dean Fogg is saying that he, sh- Quentin should have told him that Julia wasn't properly erased. And um, he and Elliot never should have taken on the hedge, which is alone. Which I feel like they didn't really take mm-hmm. them on as much as they just like went in and taunted them a little bit. But whatever. Right. Um, and then Quentin's like, you know, I'm, you know, I know. I shouldn't have done this. It was not okay. Um, Quentin asks if he really if or not Quentin, excuse me. The Dean asks mm-hmm. Quentin if he really thinks the magic they teach means you just get to fly above right and wrong. Magic does not solve problems. It magnifies them. And Quentin's like, oh trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, but he says I need uh, I don't need to be ta- taught right and wrong. I need to be taught magic so I can make the determination. Yeah, he says yeah. he doesn't need to be taught what magic is or isn't. That's how oh, okay. he phrases it. He needs to be taught the magic so that he can decide what it isn't is or isn't for him specifically. Mm. And the dean's like, "That's almost well put." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Go to bed. Get away from me." Yeah. Uh, 
And then we've got Marina holding her box of memories. Mm -hmm. And she is like in awe of her own memories. And she can't believe that she ever thought she knew anything. Um, I'd like to share now some of it with some of you. And very pointedly, some of you. She says... takes julia's stars yeah she starts making like hand motions and julia's arm flies up like like held above her arm her Mm -hmm. head and she screams and starts like begging you know wait wait wait, don't know marina starts removing her magic level tattoos Mm -hmm. and she crosses through them in red Mm -hmm. she doesn't remove them oh is that what i thought they were no no they she she has the stars and they're Mm -hmm. crossed through in red oh okay got it i thought she like so it shows that she's fallen yeah um marina tells her that she didn't pull her out of there because um marina pulled one over on her you and katie bitched out but you talk she can't because she whatever for whatever reason mm-hmm. later but for whatever reason katie can't talk yeah um and she said oh poor you and your taste of honey worse than none at all you think break pills cut you off from magic you don't know cut off but baby you will yeah and, and then, then she just flicks her out she's outside in the alley alone yeah. once again cut off from magic that she thinks she deserves <laughs> oh julia Julia, Julia, Julia. Such a bitch. Yeah. So that was episode four. Yeah. Um, Again, I just didn't like this episode. Like, it just didn't... I don't feel like it moved the story forward enough for the amount of effort that was put into it. Yeah. Like, all that happened in this episode, basically, like, all that really happened that, like, moves the story forward is Julia has now fallen from grace with the Hedwiches. That's it. Well, I think Mar- well, I think I think there's one other thing. I think it's Marina got her her um, memories back. Yeah, so she got her memories back, but because but- I, I think I think that's going to be a much bigger thing later. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, and we've yeah. been doing it for a while. It's but a bigger problem for them. But I have future. a feeling it's going to be a much much bigger problem um, in the days, months, weeks, years coming up yeah i would agree with that i just i feel like there was so much effort put into this episode in particular Mm. and it just barely inches the story forward right which is a bummer yeah yeah because i well what would would you i mean would you just taken the whole thing out yeah i i would have and then how would you explain her getting her memories back honestly i if it were me making this show which it's not and Mm. no one's gonna listen to me that makes this show um i think it was poorly placed in the season Mm -hmm. Uh, i think they could have come up with a much better um diversion to get in because we already know it's possible to get in like with a key or things like that like i think it would have been in my opinion more compelling if they went like went like stole a alumni key to get in yeah but those are locked to people they are but alice steals one but they're from her parents though. yeah but she still manages to steal and they're not supposed to be able to be stolen by anybody ever it doesn't mm. matter if it's your parent or not yeah so i think that would have been a lot much more compelling um it would have given more of like a ruthlessness to marina that yeah. we've seen so far um i i just i i just really don't like the whole fake mental institution dream world trope yeah. I think it's played out. I don't think it was well done here. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I um And again, I it sounds like I hate this show and I don't. Like I actually really enjoy the show and the storyline. Like I want to keep Yeah. pressing forward to get more, but like when we're watching on the second time, like all I see are just like these like bad judgment calls by the production team, like bad sure. direction or bad editing or whatever. 
Yeah. But hmm. okay. hopefully well, episode five does not irk me the same way as this one does. I'm fairly certain Alice is back in episode five. Yeah, it's if I remember correctly, it's the one that they have all of the sponsors come. And, yeah, and she's just and suddenly she, back. Well, no, no, quickly. her grandmother is one of the. Her aunt, aunt is one of the yeah. sponsors. But no, she's just like just, just like suddenly back. I can't. We'll have to watch it because it's been a while since I've seen that episode. But <laughs> I think there's like no explanation for like why she's back. She's just back. No, I think I think there's an explanation. Well, we'll get there. We'll find out. Cool. All right. Well, um, Discord server uh, link is in the description below. Uh, you can reach us at kn.umbrella at gmail.com. Come join us on our Facebook. Say some stuff. Nicole will answer you. <laughs> Hopefully. I will. I will answer you. We uh, have had one, one person did reach out to us through the Facebook page. Um, it wait, was an, what? It was an accident, but she does watch. Oh. She did say that, or she does listen. She did say she enjoyed the, the Oh, show, good. So, okay, yeah. cool. But Awesome. I responded well, quickly. There you go. <laughs> uh, we do respond, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, goodbye.